and, and then Dave looks okay and this is the most fucked up thing she, they're like watching the news and it's just like oh there was a murderer there's a murderer around and Dave looks out the window at the black guy he's like <laughs> murder huh well I did see an African American earlier the moment a, a murder gets mentioned, he he basically turns. If the black guy were in the room and he's like, "What?" and he's just like, "No, nothing." <laughs> just, just seeing how you reacted to the word murder. <laughs> What's going on? God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because you seem to like it when we suffer. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is The Mixer. Keith's not here today, but sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm pretty fantastic, Noah. Yeah, you know, after last week's movie, we needed this week's movie. But before we get to that, we really did. I have to introduce this week's special guest masochist who's along for the ride. So sitting a different 81 miles to my right is the always hilarious Keisha Zoller. Keisha, welcome back. Hey, uh, very happy to be here. That sounded so sincere, even though we know <laughs> that you had to watch this movie. So it's complete bullshit. So it's been a while since I, we I talked mean, to you. You tortured me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could not at this point get a job as well, keep a job as the uh, president's staff secretary. Um, Assuming you have photographic evidence that you watched this movie. Uh, So it's been a while since we've talked to you. What have you been up to in the interim? Well, uh, I'm a staff writer at The Opposition with Jordan Klepper on Comedy Central, 1130 Monday through Thursday. Was that a plug? Absolutely goddamn right it was. (laughs) so I, I do jokes and uh, stand up and I have uh, been doing shows around the city and living my best life if I can. Awesome. Awesome. Well, glad to hear it. Glad to hear that other than watching this movie, things have been going well for you. It makes me feel a little less guilty. Yeah, this was the low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, yeah. And Donald Trump is president. This was the low, guys. This is that's how bad this fight. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, though. That's Eli's question to answer. But first. Tell us, Keisha, what are we going to be breaking down today? Well, uh, this movie, we are going to be breaking down the fact that white people have angels mm-hmm. and black people, uh, uh, upon first sight, might be evil. Then it turns out they might be a hero. But don't worry, the majority of them are evil. <laughs> This movie had the most ridiculous, like, side racism of any of the movies we've ever watched. Right. Like, I had no idea what we were getting into with this one. Uh, but uh, the the every black character that shows up, they're like, what the fuck's up with that guy? Why is he in this neighborhood? Huh? <laughs> what the hell's going on with that? Yeah, it, it, I, it wasn't me yelling microaggression at the screen. It was just <laughs> aggression, aggression, right? on black aggression. <laughs> and tell me, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well. If you love the Blair Witch Project, but the excellent camera work was off-putting, you will love this movie. It is 50% corporate training video, 50% satanic cult horror movie, but exactly 50-50. It's very important, exactly 50-50. 
All right, so I have to make it super clear what exactly kind of movie we're dealing with here. This movie was called The Night of Day, but that's night like K-Night and day like D-A-Y-E because it's a surname. They were super proud of themselves over that title. This is a direct-to-YouTube release with 198 views, including ours. Um, and <laughs> two thumbs up, one from the director and one from his mom. So this is a, a room-hiss-heavy film that we're going to be watching today. Um, all right. So was this or was this not just an excuse for some nerd to wear his suit of armor? This whole film. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the only way you can justify wearing a, a knight uniform is if it's for God. Right. The Crusades. <laughs> am I right? It was like, well, yeah. oh, my God, bring back the Crusades. I want to cosplay, but not like in a way that like is devilly. I want to cosplay for Jesus. <laughs> you have to wonder how many movies this guy wrote to justify other costumes. He was like, oh, if you liked the night of day, wait until you see leather gear guy who's really great and helps kids. Yeah. Ball He's gag, a- man. Coming this <laughs> summer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I'll start us off because this just drove me nuts throughout. Best worst soundtrack that has no fucking idea what is happening in the movie. Yes! The soundtrack throughout, the music is just off having its own movie. Its movie is an adventure about an elf searching for his real mom. This whole fucking movie, the music never matches. You would think at, at some point, like a, a broken clock being right twice a day, just at random, somehow the music would eventually be appropriate to the scene. It never was. It's this music, and it will recur throughout the film over and over again. It's like Sting started a song, and then he was like, no, that one's going to be shitty. Never mind. And the guy was like, hey, you don't mind if I, I take this weird warbling yoo-hoo in the background, do you? And he was like, no, man, go ahead. Help yourself. And he was like, awesome. Soundtrack for every single scene of my movie, done. Yeah, right. I I felt like it was just reject upon reject of Legend of Zelda soundtrack. That, like They were like, eh, we could do better, so let's. And it, it's the like collected ear turds that uh, belong in a lame video game that should never see the light of day. And uh, it, I mean, the sound overall just hurt my ears. Oh, oh, yeah. The the sound quality, the audio capture in this was ridiculous throughout. And as a podcaster, it drove me fucking nuts. But yeah, the music was constantly like nothing should have that music that bad unless there's like an options feature where you can turn off the music. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I would be fine never uh, listening to that music again, uh, except in my nightmares <laughs> uh, to remind me to uh reject their what what is cool that's the thing they kept for me appropriating what is cool which uh, i guess is like my best worst is how they used black people as props for satan like <laughs> yep it was okay first thing you do in the movie, you see a black guy and he's scary, uh, but we don't know why. And I don't know, forever in America is a reason <laughs> to never do that in a movie. Like black guy, woo, scary. 
And then the next time we see a black person, because there's no black people in this town or any other people, uh, no diversity. It's um, a black woman whose hair is crispy. Let me explain <laughs> this to you. Her hair is straight and crispy. She has some internalized racism. She needs to work out and let her <laughs> curls grow out, celebrate her every goddamn day and see what happens. But no, she was too busy uh, getting too much hot comb and worshiping Satan. <laughs> and worshiping uh, out. Satan. Yeah, like, and and then how uh, conveniently the black dick, I'm just calling him black dick because that, <laughs> is appropriate with his title. The black dick of the movie solved uh, the white man's mystery, but also doesn't get angels for himself. Well, it isn't the hero of this movie. How is he not the hero of this fucking movie? Right? Because he's black and scary. We saw that in the first two minutes of the movie. Oh my God. And I don't want to overplay this. What's, uh, you know, but, but like, the only way that in this movie, the only way that a black person can wind up being a good guy is if they at least pretend to worship Satan first. Right. There was no way they were going to humanize any black characters in this film. They oh, were no. just going to be villains and tools for white people to use. Honestly, if at some point he had like the main character had battered open a door with the black sidekick, it would have been a better <laughs> use of his person. It would have been like, I don't it would have given punk. him agency. He would have had agency had he been a battering ram. You would have been like, huh, he did it. That okay. guy's heavy enough to break that. open a door. <laughs> Jesus. You have any uh, best worst, Eli? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst satanic induction techniques. I, oh, we're going to get to it. I don't want to spoil it. But basically, this Satan's cult is step one, we're having a barbecue. Step two, you should rape Steve to death. There is no, I feel like it escalates real fast. <laughs> should I'm be saying some interim steps. steps in between. I have notes for their satanic induction. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, we're all pretty excited about this one. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dig into all the hostage video cinematography. That is the night of day. Hi, Keisha. Thanks so much for coming in. Glad to be here. So I think you're going to love it here at Triple Six Incorporated. This is the break room. We got like water, juice, a coffee maker. That's some yak's blood. We also have little cliff bars and stuff if you get snacky during the workday. Ooh, ooh, I'm sorry. Yak's blood? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's water and juice as well. So this over here is going to be your cubicle. Feel free to spruce it up. We like to keep things casual. So like if you need to step out of the office for a doctor's appointment or to sacrifice a virgin, just like do it. It's an open workspace. Uh, sacrifice a virgin, like a virgin virgin? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, so mucho importante. Here he is. This is Baphomet. Hi. He's our Lord and Savior. Make sure you really check in with him. He also handles HR. Taco um, Tuesdays. Right. He's also in charge of Taco Tuesdays. So he's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. I'm going to say this workplace is way too Satan-y for me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to have to. I, I don't uh, know if I... Keisha, Chisa, our health insurance includes dental and has no deductible. Oh, damn. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Yes. Okay. All right. So this is the water cooler filled with semen. 
Um, Yum. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this thing off with a logo that seems to just desperately scream, this is a goddamn movie, y'all, like the ones they have in theaters and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and then we start off with our Bible quote. Now, most Christian movies will start off with a Bible quote, and you can usually tell how crazy it is by which book they're quoting. This one quotes Deuteronomy, which is the 11 <laughs> of insane on these things. The, 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 the order, by the way, is Ecclesiastes, Matthew, Luke, Exodus, Psalms, Proverbs, Genesis, Revelation, Isaiah, Leviticus, that's 10, and then Deuteronomy. They cranked it up yeah. to 11 for this one. And it, what's so amazing is that this quote is, dude, they burn people to their gods. We just sacrifice ours to himself. It's way easier. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's zany over there, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I always like to start my movies by setting a tone of wrath. Uh, just <laughs> so you know, there's consequences to this movie. I mean, it helps raise the stakes. Like, if yeah, exactly. you think about it. Exactly. exactly. Also, my music note here is, how close to the X-Files can we get without getting in trouble, Steve? <laughs> Mine was, no, no, uh-uh. If there's a pattern, it counts as music. <laughs> And, and while we're getting this, oh, so, so we get this music and then we get the credits for like three minutes. We're watching a handheld shot out of an airplane window of mostly clouds and then oh. some flyover country. Boy, nothing gets you ready for action like that, right? Uh, maybe I'm just too big city unrelatable, but uh, I wanted to see anything interesting. The clouds, <laughs> they weren't even... Pretty clouds. And like, uh, there's this global warming has given us beautiful clouds. We didn't get any of those like global warming clouds. We just got like <laughs> kind of fluffy, like little bitch clouds, if I'm being honest. Like yeah. clouds that like ain't no angels in those, right? Just, like, <laughs> it wouldn't even hold them up, those wispy little bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, those clouds were like pretty weak. If that's heaven, I'm going to have to give heaven a C. <laughs> <laughs> no harps. The music sucked. No, no harps. And it just yeah. wouldn't stop. <laughs> and the only thing I have to touch on about these clouds is that at one point as they're shooting them, the cameraman obviously leaned too far back and stumbled yes. a little and they kept the shot. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's in the first scene. He's like, up and up. Oh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm all right. And, I'm all right. <laughs> and then we meet the star of the film, which is this suit of armor. Now, We've already touched on that. This movie clearly existed so this guy could write off this suit of armor. And it's a pretty nice suit of armor. Fucking Cecil would be proud of this. But we, we hear a guy saying, like, the narrator's going, like, it says in Ephesians 6 some shit about armor. Let me tell you about that while my buddy Dave puts on his armor. And what we learn here is that he's transcribing a letter to, quote, unquote, the authorities or he wants someone to pass his letter on to the authorities and i just have to say i don't know that there is a better white person ism than the authorities <laughs> he might as well have been writing it to commissioner gordon yeah. i mean it, that's kind of my point that like i, I watched this movie i was like is this how white people live their life day to day? As if there are just authorities who take care of them? Who just cry, hey, authorities, and someone will come help? And you trust that? That that is a thing? That that's a system yeah, yeah, of that government? Yeah, that he's not going to shoot you be... when they get them? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's literally I was like, not that I've gone off the deep end of uh, being a libertarian or anything here, but I was like, where's your rugged individualism? That's <laughs> right. a little butthole and take care of your damn self. But that was that was just maybe Keisha. Me. White people only want the government gone when it's tax time. They want the government there all the time, except for tax time. Tax time's when we want to get rid of them. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, otherwise, it's authorities. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So he's writing this letter and he starts off. He goes, it all started on graduation day. Now, I want you to consider this letter because the story, the relevant portions of the story did not remotely start on graduation day, right? If you're writing a letter to the authorities, you can start when you show up in the woods and they start doing satanic cult shit, right? He does, sure they could. don't need to know about you and your buddy graduating together and moving to Michigan. But that's what's happening. They're graduating from the University of Ohio, which is not a college, I don't think. And and, and this is... I think this is the first time we really get a sense of how this movie is going to be filmed. I had it as the style of a 2 a.m. commercial for a local furniture outlet. <laughs> I had it as shot on the same camera as my childhood home movies and my parents didn't care that much. <laughs> I had it as a student film that got a D minus in community college. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think, yeah, you were a little literal there. <laughs> yes. Yes, I mean, they submitted it. It got a D minus, so they released it to YouTube. That's my unfan theory. Yeah. So, and also, the, the whole, okay, so we've got these two buddies. This is David and Ronnie. They're going to be the two main characters. They're with a girl who is going to disappear from the universe after this scene. And the, and the one character, like, he has to bring up the fact that he has a spiritual night collection. Like, like little soldiers like in suits of armor that is brought up in the clumsiest possible fucking way in this dialogue it's just like hey let's list the things that our characters have together <laughs> and to be clear i googled these they're just like warhammer figurines or dungeons and dragon mm -hmm. figurines that someone was like all right we, we want to sell these to christians who are afraid that dungeons and dragons turns you into a satanist <laughs> so um <laughs> do you want to use the exact same things and put a cross on the box and they are phenomenal right. my favorite thing about these and you can google and look them up and they're amazing is that there's one female figurine and it's just mary magdalene they don't have any fit they've got like all these different knights and squires and stuff you can get in your spiritual knights collection and the only woman you can buy no people that aren't white by the way but the only woman you can buy is literally mary the mother of jesus <laughs> That's a like, different Mary, actually. The, that's yeah. Virgin Mary, not Mary Magdalene. Oh, so sorry, it, it's Virgin even Mary. better. If, I was going to say, it's even better if it's just Mary Magdalene, if it's just a <laughs> prostitute, somebody for all the nights to fuck at the end of it. But uh, the Virgin Mary is at least I, I, maybe a little better. Well, that would follow Smurf rules where you, all you need is a Smurfette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Um, okay, so yeah, I love that. That's all the Smurfs have their different personality characteristics. You know, one is greedy, one is strong, one is a smart ass, one is a woman. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those personality uh, characteristics, isn't it? Things I've learned is being black and or woman is defining characteristic, like said mm. girlfriend in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Jesus, she has no point of being here except to use that wonderful school play blocking where she starts walking away from the guys all uh, coy or whatever. So, yeah, so they, they have this incredibly clumsy scene where we learn that these two guys are going to be moving to Kalamazoo, Michigan. There's your first mistake right there to live with this girl's sister in a situation that makes no fucking sense. And for and, no reason. Right, right. And and that we don't have to know about. Yeah. Like, all they do is like, you're a thing that I hook up with. Also, I insult you. Boys will be boys. And then she walks off to die. I yeah, assume. right. <laughs> right. But before she could die, we have to have this one last scene with her at the airport slash tanning salon. I mean, where the fuck did they find this tiny little airport? It looks oh, like a fucking dentist so waiting room. It took me a minute from the establishing shot to figure out that was an airport. I thought it was a warehouse where they keep like children and bodies <laughs> and, you know, other uh, whores that we should really fear. And then I was like, oh, what's that thing in the background? Oh, a plane? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to just use the word plane broadly like that, then yeah, I guess that's a plane in the background. <laughs> and there's just this moment in this scene that I have to point out. So they're talking about going to wherever they're going, Kalamazoo, right? Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. And a guy walks by and just drops the newspaper of the city they are flying to <laughs> literally into the protagonist's lap. He's like, here's a paper in the city. This you're is going the prop to. for the next. <laughs> Which he then opens and sees the wanted ad for the job he will have. That's the level of lazy writing we have. I've seen some lazy writing. This is Christian movie number 130 plus uh -huh. that we have watched, but I have not seen here's the newspaper with the wanted ad of the job from the next scene. Well, I was just going to say, it feels like white God just delivers anything the protagonist thinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is not going to be the most unlikely thing God provides in a moment for this guy. It would be fitting in this movie if he was sitting next to a black guy and the person who dropped the newspaper also just randomly arrested the black guy in the airport. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. This is just how things work in this world. <laughs> All right. So now after a just painful series of details about how far the goddamn car rental places from the airport it's at the airport guys that's where it always is but they, they have all of these weird bizarre useless details of how they're going to get to this house that they're going to move into before we finally get them showing up at that house and this is the racist scene where again they walk in we meet Lindsay, and they're being followed by a black guy or the black guy is walking by the house and again we have not met a single other black character in this movie. They all turn. She goes, I don't know. That guy just gives me the creeps. And they just move on with the movie. <laughs> there is no acknowledgement. They, they the stare at him about three beats too long, too. Like, I rewound that scene because I was like, wait a minute. They didn't stare at him that. Nope. They stared at him longer than I thought. <laughs> Well, and again, we have to point out that it's not like he's hiding behind a tree taking pictures of them or anything. He's just walking by and glances up, right? That's it. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that's some creepy shit, isn't it? The way he's black. He existing. Yeah, like, right. He exists. Yeah. Ooh, I'm frightened. What did he do? 
existed. Yeah. How often does he do it? Every day. <laughs> All the time. All right. the time. Constantly. She's like, he walks by here every day. And I'm like, we probably lives there and goes for a walk. I mean, it's like, yeah. And sometimes he has a dog with him. That's creepy, isn't it? So then she shows him around the house. We have a bizarre, like, like they wanted to make sure they could at least use this part of the video to sell this house later. Levels of detail as they're oh. showing him around. This house is so goddamn 80s. I feel like I'm going to die. It makes me so happy. I just wanted like a, a tape, a VHS of ALF season three to pop out of the VHS. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I wonder if I'll watch Dirty Dancing, a very popular movie right now later. Okay. Well, and I'm not sure what the sister does, but is she independently middle class wealthy that she has a whole house to herself? With three bedrooms? She can't afford to update it, obviously. HDTV died there. But like (laughs) she she's like, yeah, I'm a single lady who wants to live with my sister's guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. And and in the context of this movie, spoiler alert, she's a Satanist who's inducting people into her cult. That kind of makes sense. But what was that conversation like? Just like, oh, if you guys are looking for a place to live, my sister lives in a giant abandoned house with three free bedrooms, and she would love to live with two strangers who've left home five hours away. So yeah. Let me hook you guys up. See, I'm not... That almost makes sense to me because my follow-up question is, so it's a fuck house, right? Yeah. Well, it's a house where yeah. we fuck. Right. right? This, the we're, setups we're in this movie fuck. constantly make sense if it's porn. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, okay. So, they, they come in and she's showing them around. I, I have to point out this line. The, the one character, uh, Ronnie, goes, oh, TV, awesome. And she goes, uh-huh. Cable, too. And I'm like, did you show up in a goddamn DeLorean? Hey, guys, <laughs> now we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. Well, of course there's a fucking TV. This was shot in 1992. Yeah. Okay, anyway. And again, in, in clumsy introductions, so the main <laughs> character is just picking up random shit around the house. Yes. And he picks up a necklace. And I, as a joke, wrote in my notes, hey, be careful with that. It's my satanic talisman. It is. But that's what it is. It's literally a gift that Satan gave her. And we get (laughs) a flashback to her getting that gift from Satan. Literally. And Satan apparently couldn't be bothered to spend more than $5 at the Hot Topic. (laughs) Because it's a plastic pentagram necklace. Yeah. Yeah, and... The, the lighting in the Satan sequence, oh. the Satan, what I assume flashback sequence, wasn't romantic enough for Satan. It's like Satan doesn't care a lot about his hoes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Satan wasn't really tr- like Satan needs to step up his game. But as does Jesus in this movie, like nobody's spitting game for souls at all. <laughs> and like because it was like underlit in a way that made it hard to recognize white people in the dark and it's white people in the dark. You should be able to see them. And, <laughs> and all get ready was for like, act sh- three. <laughs> oh, I was like shadowy hair that I mean, yeah. his hair was kind of Jesus-y. I guess that's the point. I guess uh, long hair could be Jesus or Satan. It was 
very confusing until I saw, as you pointed out, Eli, uh, the the devil necklace that uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really big and really <laughs> obvious. And like, it might as well just gaudy. say I am a Satanist in like LED letters that scroll across <laughs> it. Oh. You might as well just like get a tattoo. Well, she does. She has one on the back of yeah. her neck. We'll find out later. But we'll yes. Yeah. So, okay. And, and then we watch them sign the lease because Jesus fucking Christ, they have no idea what belongs in the script. Um, Then we get, they're setting up their rooms now in, in her house. And David is, we see David Christianing up his room. First thing he's doing is putting up his cross and his spiritual night collection. <laughs> He could not be hammering less subtle things to the walls, just like uh, hammering a Bible to the wall and a crucifix. And yeah, right. And got Jesus a giant himself. sign. Yeah. Giant sign. I'll never give God up for Satan. He's hammering that into the wall. Okay, this is all the stuff <laughs> from my room. All I do is pray and pray. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. They were so worried about everything except their clothes. Like, I think they brought five things with them from college. <laughs> yeah, right. And speaking of which, uh, I, uh, as somebody in my 30s, looked at them and went, dude, you're like 45. What yeah, do you mean so, you just graduated college? Right. I mean, good for you. Get that degree. I celebrate your education, but you are not 22. No. Get out of here. <laughs> no. Um, so, although I will say he was probably that balding at 22. So now it's time for the white guy to go get a job because he's been in town for a day already. So we cut to this. First of all, this shot is blocked insanely. Right. We're looking at the back half of the back of a man's head and a partially open door and a trash can when this <laughs> scene starts. And it's because this guy's got long hair and he's like, show me show my awesome locks that like right away. I want everybody to see my sweet ponytail. Oh, this is the um sweet. I, I wrote in my notes. I see the main character's hairline went to the back of this other guy's head. <laughs> You just know the boss with a ponytail is going to tell him he's Polly any second, right? He's just going to be like, so what kind of days off do you? I'm Polly. I'm Polly. All right. God, good. That's good for you. And why are you two the same age? Actually, ponytail, ponytail, you're younger. Why yeah. You, how'd you get this job? You're he could have played just out of college. This guy, they put a little gray in his hair to make him look older. And he constantly sounds like that little kid on the phone trying to be an adult, you know, trying to sound like an adult. Like I constantly expect him to go, oh, well, I am the boss and I will give you a job. <laughs> um, well, so all it, of the quote unquote adults clothing didn't fit them. No, and yeah, I could was. blame the 80s, but it was 80s, 90s time travel uh, wherever they shot this movie. But I think it was they think adult just means ill-fitting clothes, which <laughs> I guess if we're talking about regionalisms, that that's true. Uh, I've, I've been to Times Square. I've seen it in the wild. But the, his clothes were just so ill-fitting. Everybody's wearing, everybody was wearing clothes that like if they suddenly became six months pregnant, they would be fine. Throughout this entire movie, it was really fucking weird because you think like these actors actually do own clothing, right? Like that they didn't have to like the suit of armor. Maybe that was special for the movie. The just I have to have a shirt on. You'd think you could just go to one of your shirts. And this job interview consists of, huh? So that's your resume, huh? Do you play golf? Great. You have the job. And then he picks up the phone, calls his secretary and is like, 
we're not looking for anyone else for this job. In fact, you get the whole rest of the day off. Yeah. So, okay. And also, by the way, this interviewer, the new boss of his, also has a $4 Satan pendant from Hot Topic. Uh-oh. What? Oh, subtle. Subtle. Yeah. Proving the uh, Christian movie trope that if you have long hair, you are Jesus or a Satanist. You are one of those two things. All right. So now we head home where Ronnie is looking through the uh, through the one ads. And first of all, this shot is just flooded with fucking sunlight. This is like <laughs> grandpa just passed through the open window. Give me a second the entire time. And also, OK, so Lindsay's in the room with him. Now, Lindsay seems confused that this film is not a porn right like in every every scene she's just like should i i should blow him now why, why am i shouldn't i blow him it would make this, more sense this actress seems confused that no one ever fucks her throughout the movie yeah. she keeps waiting for the the like synth music to start but instead <laughs> they just talk about jobs and then he leaves and she's like this is the weirdest porn shoot i hate it here <laughs> So, yeah, so, it, oh, and this is also the first time I, I had, I realized how random the music was. Because, like, at this point, her and, uh, uh, Lindsay and Ronnie have a heart-to-heart -heart about him taking charge of his life. But the, the music is looking through old news articles to find out who the killer really was all those years ago. <laughs> right? Um, so he's like, oh, man, I'm just so stressed out. She's like, here, try drugs. Yeah, a Valium. I like Lindsay. Am I right? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, hey, girl, hey, what you doing tonight? It's Saturday. We got some shit to do. Give me those Valiums. Yeah. Uh, and and I also then, like, got some, like, a little bit of shade. I was like, is that some shit about, like, subtle shit about mental illness being like, oh, Valiums are the devil's drugs. You got anxiety? You suffer from crippling social pressure? Oh, well, you evil. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> right, right. Like I, 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 the whole time I'm like, wait a minute. I've taken Valium. I struggle with things. That wait a minute. Yeah. Are you saying I'm a Satanist? Well, and look, I if, am if this was like the one time. Well, yeah. So you're already ahead of the curve. But if this was the one time we'd ever seen something like this, then maybe we'd say, oh, well, you know, okay, that maybe not. But constantly in these movies, taking psychiatric medicine is equated with being an evil Satanist anti-Jesus person. Absolutely. Always. As if any attempt to heal yourself through modern medicine, which I thought was good. Well, I mean, it's a little Christian science-y uh, adapting the rules. Uh, felt just It just felt like an attack on... This kid who I'm like, I'm pretty sure that your boy Ronnie just has like a social anxiety disorder. Yeah, right. Chill. Chill yeah. on him. Let him take a pill. <laughs> so and and then we've got to cut to this bizarre fight that Ronnie and Dave has. Dave, Dave comes in and he's like, hey, guys, I got the job. And Ronnie's like, man, everything always goes right for you, but never for me. And then they start yelling at each other. It's um, these characters will have 
this is the pattern where it gets established. But for every scene for the rest of the movie, these characters will speak two perfectly normal sentences to each other and then start screaming. They're like a yeah. couple everyone knows should break up the movie. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I got the job and I was thinking we'd celebrate. Oh, I bet you and Lindsay are just going to have the best sex, aren't you? I'm going to my room. <laughs> Also, and and they have to be pissed off about really random shit, right? So Ronnie's pissed at David for getting the job. Dave is pissed at Ronnie because he's agreed to go to church with Lindsay instead of going to the first assembly with him. This is the conflict in the film right now. Those are the stakes. Uh, Well, and maybe I just keep reading into the subtext they didn't think about, but... Ultimately, David's problem is, why don't you believe the same things as me? Absolutely. That's evil. I was like, did you just make a xenophobic argument? <laughs> You're doing something different. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee you it's wrong. Right. Yes, but well, I don't know. They didn't make it's a xenophobic wrong. argument. They made a xenophobic movie, right? The whole movie yeah. is about that. Yeah. Right. The whole movie is if you go to a different church than me, it's probably a satanic cult. (laughs) The movie. The movie. This is the beginning of that journey. But that's the point is the cousin who screams at you about going to First Baptist instead of Seventh Episcopal of the patron saint of Gurp to Gurp and then like prays for you in case so that you don't get lost. (laughs) That's this movie for where they're the good guy and correct. Yeah. Yes. That that's the conflict of this movie. It's <laughs> yeah. you are different than me, which must be evil. Conclusion. Yeah. Roll credits. Black people are props. <laughs> By like it is. It follows the order of operations is uh pretty simple. Uh, uh our white knight hero uh gets dropped newspapers and jobs and everything, and um people who are different resent him, but it's okay. <laughs> He still yeah. gets it his way because angels. Right. Well, angels. right. And just to underscore that, the next thing we see is that what well, we, we cut from the house to the same house again. But now it's the next day and we have to cut to uh, the black dude watching uh, Lindsay bring groceries in again. All creepy. And again, by creepy, I mean all black. Now, Keisha, I just want to ask if if I'm going to introduce a black character in a movie where He's only been seen once before and everyone's been afraid of him. Is the proper choice for music? I was confused. I was like, oh, now the porn. No, yeah. no. It, 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 so it depends on where you're going stylistically, Eli, uh, because <laughs> the way she just re- reacted, the still fear, I was like, is this fear attraction no no no. it's still what is this black man (laughs) yeah yeah and by now we know this bitch is this a satanist right so my brain is going bitch you a satanist (laughs) necklaces and you looking at a black man going uh 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 he's dangerous (laughs) and and the other thing too is that like he is also a member of her satanic cult Right? Like later on when they go to the satanic cult, he's there. So like she knows who he is. (laughs) Yeah. 
This movie is paying no attention to itself. Okay, so Dave is watching him outside going like, mm, he's a black person. I bet he's going to steal something out of the yard. I better keep an eye on him. And by the way, we've all heard of neckbeard. We've seen neckbeard. Dave has that for sideburns. He has neck sideburns. Yeah, they're really impressive. They run into his chest hair. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Um, and, and, okay, so she gets home with the groceries. We have a weird advertisement for pie. And then... Dave comes in to bitch at Ronnie for going to church with Lindsay. He's church jealous. And we have to play that out a little bit longer. Yes. Uh, can I can I ask a personal question to you, Noah? Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Is that pie shit a real thing? <laughs> with a slice missing? I, 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 <laughs> that is something that I was like, wait a minute. That, that seems like they just wanted to rip you off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody ate the pie and they were like, mm. yeah, no, 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 no. This is chunky style milk over here. No, it's perfectly OK. Um, Yeah, no, it it, it was. Yeah, they, they, she's he's like, hey, there's a slice missing out of this pie. And she says, no, that's a pie from such and such brand, like the fucking wife in the Truman show or whatever. It makes it easier to get out the first piece of pie. What the I fuck are you talking about? Also, your life isn't hard enough if the first piece of pie is your priority. Like, your life isn't hard enough. You need to get struggle. Yeah, right. Like, right. You, Let me introduce you to cocaine to or something. All right. Now now I feel attacked. I thought we were all having a good time. And then Keisha started attacking me. I don't know why. Um, Noah, please move on in the movie. Please move yeah, on. Yeah, okay. All right. So they're talking about how you used to go to church with me. And then all of a sudden there's a report that comes on the news. And this is so fucking funny. These guys' idea of what a news report looks like, right? Because what is supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be this woman comes up and she's like, oh, there was a murder in the woods and there have been three similar murders in the past several months and blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't say that. She says, this has been the third murder in the past three months. No geographical location, no similarities or anything like that. Just, yeah, we're keeping track of the. Can you count to three boys and girls? Anyway, so that's the whole bit. Right. right. And Lindsay comes up and she's like, oh, no, not another one. I was friends with the first victim. <laughs> which to which the main character responds, man, that's really spooky. I, I, I got some news for you. Man, <laughs> that's really spooky is not a good response to my friend was murdered. <laughs> right. Ooh. Yeah, no, my friend passed away. Ooh, stop. Here, put the flashlight <laughs> under your chin. No, just my friend from I high school. I just didn't know what to do with the woman who was, again, wearing oversized adult clothes. Like, <laughs> her yellow jacket was, like, <laughs> built for, like, Leslie Jones. And I'm, this is love to Leslie Jones. This is just me saying, that girl had to be, like, five foot two. And that was a jacket <laughs> yes. built for someone who was, like, six foot easy. Yeah. And she was like, that was take me serious. I'm flopping around in a coat that doesn't fit. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was definitely, that was something that you get for like, you know, winning a golf tournament or something. Yeah. Um, also, that your dad gives you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That your dad won. And and also, this was amazing. This is how stupid the writing in this movie is. As she's talking about her friend getting murdered, she literally says, when they found her, they couldn't even identify her. Then how the fuck are you telling you us this? You know it's her, right? We, we we even to this day we don't even know it was her. What? Anyway, yeah. So um, 
and, and then Dave looks, okay, and this is the most fucked up thing. She, they're like watching the news and it's just like, oh, there was a murderer. There's a murderer around. And Dave looks out the window at the black guy. He's like, <laughs> murder, huh? Well, I did see an African-American earlier. The moment a, a murder gets mentioned, he he basically turns. If the black guy were in the room and he's like, what? And he's just like, no, nothing. Just, <laughs> just seeing how you reacted to the word murder. What's going on? And again, by the way, the fucking music is presenting Simba to the tribe at this moment. <laughs> um, And then we have to have one of the weird night flashbacks so that Joey could walk around in his suit of armor a little bit more. Yeah, there's no question that whoever arranged for this actor to walk around in a suit of armor, it, whenever you go to that person's house, they spend a lot of time telling you to, quote, be careful, right? You can just <laughs> tell that, no, no, oh, 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 careful. That's actually an original gauntlet from the, all right, I'm dropping it on purpose now. You happy? Look me in my heart. I'm dropping this. You see? You see? I destroy the things you love. And, <laughs> and now, quite jarringly, we are in a church filled with people. And it's time for a sermon. Would we say well, people? <laughs> or would we say this, filled? Yeah. Everyone in this church looks like a mental hospital put on a production of our town. It is the craziest group of humans I've ever looked at. That are all on uh, overdosed on Xanax. Like yes. We ha hated on Valium earlier, but everybody, I was like, everybody looks wild in the eyes. Yet somehow unenthused to be there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the churches I go to, but it, like as and I say go to the ones that uh, my family members uh, have let me see from the outside. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm used to black people who mm -hmm. at least there's energy and and music and this just looked like somebody died i was like dear god there is no god if this is how you celebrate <laughs> well of someone course. did die and it was jesus thank you oh well <laughs> i'm i'm so happy it was as painful uh, to watch as they were suffering every sunday that's right. that's what's so funny about it it with it with with white churches and this is a universal in christian movies they cannot even make it seem like the people are enjoying themselves right they can't even like you you can pan over a lecture and, and at least have people look interested or whatever they never manage to do that unless it's a black church where everybody's like super boisterous and singing along and uh jumping up and down and whatnot but yeah you never see white people in a movie enjoying or even seeming to enjoy church well and that's the thing it's like i i do not go to church but i have been in enough black churches to know i was like oh this is at least interesting <laughs> It's not boring. At least watch. like it's sociologically uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, oh, at least they think colors are interesting. Like the <laughs> muted color palette. Yes. The low lighting. The All like gray brown monotones. Oh God, it was so yeah. bad. Giving a sermon in a whisper. Like the whole damn thing. I was like <laughs> You people are boring as shit. <laughs> and oh, oh, by the way, the soundtrack is in the middle of a voodoo spell throughout this sermon. 
Yeah, it's like And this is the good church, right? This is not the Satan church. This is his church. This is the church where the good guys go. Right. Uh, and this sermon uh, appears to be so basically the the preacher who is would have bought larger glasses but it's physically impossible for his face. Yeah, uh, no, they like only make Elton those John for concert. telescopes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, he has the armor of God four-step process. And I, I want to make yeah. sure this is right. Um, <laughs> step one, lose total control over your life. We're not the cult. The other ones are the cult. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two, listen to the person you gave control of your life to. Uh, we're not the cult. The other people are the cult. <laughs> Three, get possessed by a ghost. <laughs> Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's... Four... Uh-huh. Don't talk to anyone but us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the, the way he's, he phrases it is one, give Jesus control of your life Two, get into the word of God, you know, because he's hip. Um, be filled with the Holy Spirit and separate yourself from evildoers. I want to point out only the fourth one really qualifies as a verb. And it's the cultiest fucking thing you can say. <laughs> All right. Now it is time for a fat white man in glasses to play basketball because we deserve that now, right? We have earned this. Um, I, I needed it. I needed to <laughs> laugh at yeah. something. All right. I have a question. Ronnie says something to Dave at the beginning of this scene. He says, bring it something. Now, he either says, bring it my boy or oh, no, bring no. it white boy. It is Does bring it say- white boy. Okay. Yes, because in take one, he said, bring it my N word. And they're like, I don't <laughs> think we can quite get away with that, man. You're going to have to, you know, to change that. But he said the ER. So we knew <laughs> what he meant. Yeah, well, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, also, throughout this whole scene, first of all, they're shooting in a gym. They have made no account for that in their audio equipment whatsoever. So it's this painful echo constantly and it's just loud as fuck. Also, someone is unloading a truck while they're shooting this scene in the background. Yes, you, you can hear the like, yes. it's fucking <laughs> so amazing. And this is, this is my favorite thing about this scene, honestly. So they, they get in a shouty fight about, you you didn't come to my church. How come you don't come to my church? You should try my church. No, your church is a piece of shit. And then he shows him that he got one of the Satan-y Wiccan pentagrams at his church, which I don't know how anyone who was raised Christian would think that they were still going to a Christian church after right. being given a pentagram. Right. <laughs> right. I, I don't... Uh, the only times I've seen pentagrams is when they're connected to Satan. Yeah. I mean, pentagrams exist in the wild. And, <laughs> like starfish. Like, in terms and of like anytime a Christian talks about Satanism, they're the ones who bring out pentagrams. Not even like chatting with uh, some casual Satanists. Do they, are, are they wearing their Satan pentagrammy things. No, and for... by the way, Satanists wear the upside down pentagram to begin with. It's Wiccans that wear the pentagrams. So, yeah, they yeah, wear the Baphomet. And... <laughs> yeah, right, right. So they don't even get this right. As ba- And it's as stupid as it is, they don't even manage to get it right. It, well, part of it is they combine all of the different things. Yeah. The voodoo, Muslim, Yeah, well, Satanism, well exactly. Different. <laughs> they bow, yeah, they're bowing to Mecca. It could have been a Star of David, and he would have been like, this thing, right? This is yeah. the Satan-y thing. Satan. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're by the way. They're all Satan-y things. At the, end of this, um, at the end of this scene, 
after they have their little shouty fight about the churches or whatever, an old guy comes in and says, guys, you got to clear out. It's time for volleyball. I guarantee that was not in the script. Absolutely. Why would that? Literally, a guy comes in and goes, the scene is over now. All right. Go I away. said you could shoot your movie for 10 minutes. <laughs> but you, all right. Next scene. Cut. So... All right, so then we so so then Dave comes up as the narrator again. He's like, after that, I didn't see much of Ronnie. I would rather tell you this than show you this. And we have this whole bit where it's supposed to be like, well, honestly, I think this scene is in a fight with itself. You tell me, because the whole scene seems to be how you know Dave's just stuck in a rut. But then the scene is like, his boss gives him a raise and a and a, a new office. <laughs> What the hell was this scene supposed to be about? Um, well, they knew more things had to happen. So they just put it all in one. It was like a, a burrito, um, but like a Chipotle burrito. Yeah, it was a, a drama burrito. burrito. Yes. So now we cut to Dave. Now, this is amazing. He is studying his Bible in bed in a pose that screams for hot chocolate and fuzzy socks. Right? Yes. Uh, I, I assumed uh, he was going to pick up his phone and uh, giggle with his uh, bestie <laughs> from college because uh, he it was just like a pillow fight moment. And oh, yeah. The Bible, like you're going to be quizzed on it. I, I think <laughs> that was the idea. If I had to go into the director's mind, it would be I want him to study the Bible. Like he's gonna get tested because that's the movie. He yeah. gets tested. <laughs> no, but as they pan up because of the way he's standing, I expected him to pan up and he'd have two of his knights and he'd be going, pow, 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 pow. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, it's got you, man. But it, no, it was the Bible instead. <laughs> yeah, it's very much got the vibe of no, you hang up, Jesus. No, you hang yeah. up. <laughs> So then Ronnie walks in and he's like, man, you surprised me, Ronnie. And I'm like, you didn't notice that audible change in room hiss when they changed angles. <laughs> <laughs> and he got him a knife for his birthday. Yeah. 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 An athame even. I, I got to say, this is some white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I like, got you a weapon. Yeah. I was like, why are you guys giving each other weapon? Come on now. Come on now. We know these white people be murdering on these streets. <laughs> we get each other weapons? I, I can't. <laughs> now I really want to get Keisha a weapon next time I see her. Just like, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. It's a it's a large hunting knife. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a morning star you can use. swing it over your head on horsebacks. Very intimidating. Very intimidating. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a series of less and less convenient weapons. Like I got you nunchucks, but the nunchucks are knives. <laughs> you're you're pay, you're paying uh, for for my bullet wounds from when I get shot. Then he. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so it, so they start fighting again because they're on scene together. They start fighting about his church, and it's so funny because Ronnie's supposed to not know that this is a Satan church yet. And he's like, what kind of things do they teach you in, in that church? He's like, it's, they teach us about how we can have magical powers and how God can go fuck himself and how the hooved horned one is straight and mighty. And he's like, that's Satanism. He's like, no, 
Yeah, he's like, he literally says, you know, we do animal sacrifice. And it's like, come <laughs> on, man. You know what? How little were you paying attention in church? I've paid attention to religion very little in my life. But if someone was like, oh, yeah, no, we're sacrificing people at my church. I'd be like, oh, you are in a <laughs> Satan thing. I don't know if you know that. You're either an ancient Israelite or you're a Satan thing. Going to cut that out. Mm-mm. And of course, because the movie is insane, Dave's reaction to, you know, we do sacrifices and stuff like that is not, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You're killing animals? It's, dude, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> That's his argument back. Amazing. But Ronnie wants him to go to a, a retreat with him. Right. That, that's the point of the scene. Uh, Ronnie invites him to go to a religious re retreat. Hey, why don't you check out my new Satan church where we do animal sacrifice and whatnot? So Dave's thinking about it late that night. He's looking out a window all mopey. And then Lindsay shows up pretty sure she's supposed to blow him at this point and confused by the fact that she's not. OK, but I need to talk about what Lindsay does in this scene. Because, oh, yes, please, please. Literally the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's not Halloween. We learn it is not Halloween. And so the subtle thing they have this actress do is to hang up a cheap plastic Halloween skeleton on the wall. Mm -hmm. She's just like, hey, how you doing? I'm not a Satanist. Just putting a little skeleton up on the wall. <laughs> All right. There we go. Going to draw a pentagram around it in blood. What's going on with you and Ron? Are you guys fighting? Well, and also, by the way, so they do that like because because it, it does turn out to be like because the end of this is on Devil's Night, which is the night before Halloween. So it does turn out this is Halloween season. So throughout the movie from this point on, they're going to add more and more Halloween decorations to sort of creepy it up. But they don't use creepy Halloween decorations. Right, like this this skeleton might as well have a fucking top hat on, right? I I thought they were quite quaint and cute. Like yes. they were adore like all of the decoration, I was like, I just put that in my house for funsies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was so it was what two year olds draw that they made. Like yeah. all, every time I saw a Halloween piece of decoration, I was like, Oh, that has whimsy. Not scary. It's well, right. a whimsical Halloween. There's a, there's a point in this movie where there's supposed to be this really creepy scene hang uh, happening, and behind him is this fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost Balloon just smiling at him. Oh the my whole god, time. That's, I can't wait for that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that moment. All right, so so Lindsay's telling him she wants uh, Dave to go on this Satan retreat with him. The mu the music, by the way, thinks that they finally opened the mysterious glowing box or something like that. And um, and and he's like, I don't think I should go to this church. And Lindsay's like, you can make your own judgments, can't you? And he's like, I'm a Christian. That is not. That's the whole that opposite not of what we do. If I could make my all. own judgments, it wouldn't. All right. <laughs> all of Lindsay's speech during this scene was like actually inspired me. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's the first time I found this movie relatable. You Go, girl. Lindsay, you do you. And then I was like, oh, damn. But she's a Satanist. The, that only only woman who's relatable is a Satanist. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Over and again. All right. And then we get my absolute favorite moment in this or any movie ever in my entire goddamn life. The fat guy, Ronnie, is having a nightmare, a very floppy one, on a waterbed. On a one. Noah, I thought of you in my deepest of hearts. I, if the moment this, I saw if, this waterbed, you and Ronnie. The, 
rest of this movie had been Ronnie flopping around like a suffocating fish on this goddamn water bed for another hour, you know, with this old guy, with the director in the background going, you're a bacon, you're a bacon. I would have been so goddamn happy. I had to pause this. I laughed so long. I had to like call and apologize to all the obese people in my life. This was <laughs> it. This happens 37 minutes into the movie. It is so worth pausing or th- th- right now to go to 37 minutes in this movie and watch this fat guy flop around in this water bed. <laughs> it's pretty great. And honestly, if this, if the creator of this movie ever wants to make the money he spent on this movie back, just send me the footage of Ronnie getting out of this water bed. <laughs> Guys like Noah, all right, they get out of a waterbed. I've been in a waterbed. It's a journey. It is difficult. It's like getting the first slice of pie, which some people on this recording have said is not a hard thing to do, but it's, it's very difficult. It's not a real struggle. <laughs> all right. Okay. I feel attacked again. Next scene. Let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah, so he wakes up from his nightmare. Oh, by the way, in his nightmare, he's running. So just in case the fat guy flopping around in the waterbed wasn't enough, we also get to see a fat guy running. That's great. All right. Oh, uh, not scared. Just like, this is hard. His, yes. He yes. wasn't scared. He was just like, something evil, JCB. But this running, that's the thing that might kill me. He's got this go fuck yourself look the whole time. Like, all right, guys, can you just reuse the same footage, but from closer up or something? Can you just crop it or something? Come on. <laughs> All right, so eventually Dave decides he's going to go to the Satan retreat with him. Um, So they're all heading out to the Satan retreat. He is being a whiny little how much longer bitch the entire time. He's going like, do you want me to look on a map? And she's like, I've been here 11 times. And he's like, I'm the hero and I want to mansplain to you how to get to a place I've never been in a town I've never lived in that you've been to before, though. I'm the hero. Right. And the point of this scene is for them to be sketchy about where the Satanists meet up, but it doesn't read that way at all. Right. He's, she's just like, no, I mean, we go here all the time. And he's like, okay, because I'm going to want to know in case I need to get back with my cool ninja skills. Did you guys see I'm wearing a bandana? You see my bandana? <laughs> it covers my hairline. No reason. <laughs> He's wearing the bandana of a man who does not wait four sentences in a conversation before he tells you he studied karate. Like, yeah. it is <laughs> upsetting, this gentleman's yeah, bandana. And if, if you don't have a good visual on David quite yet, just, it, it, okay, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, He's the guy who bitches out first when the cops pull you over, right? <laughs> right when everybody thinks it's going to be fine, he'll yell, he drank a beer or something like that. That's David. Um, also, by the way, can we talk about what an, I, I mean, I, I get it. I've been poor in my life and everything, but can we talk about what an impossible piece of shit this girl's car is? Oh my God. Like the fact that that thing was moving, you expected it to like, you expected there to be like a a green screen or somebody just running behind it with bushes or something like that to make it look like it was missing. Huge crack in the windshield, missing door panels and shit. Yeah, real piece of shit. Anyway. I I, I mean, like we said, she is wealthy. uh, (laughs) Right. Wealthy. Everything else poor. Also, she doesn't work. I've (laughs) gathered at this point, we haven't in figured out if she works no say she's she fucks for satan or something that's what i hoped that was her story in my mind apparently and also keep in mind that ronnie never gets a job through this whole movie either so i don't know what he's he's paying her his rent in dick or something too i don't know um but okay so they drive down this creepy path in this shitty car 
And I'm thinking to myself, okay, whatever happens from here on out is on y'all. The the music is is drawing its sword, finally ready to avenge the death of its father. And mm-hmm. then they stop at a random spot in the woods, and she's like, okay, here we are. And I want to point out, I've actually been to this retreat in Michigan. If you stick around longer, there's a, a little topless dancing, and there's usually decent weed. Um, but everyone's kind of suspicious of the new guy. The creepy black guy, again, creepy just meaning black. It's redundant black. there, apparently. Um, he's also there, right? The guy that's been following him around, which makes it make no goddamn sense whatsoever that she was creeped out by him earlier. And they all gather around. They sit on a tarp together on the ground because that's great for your audio. <laughs> Yeah, a tarp on leaves was their audio choice. Here. Oh my and, fuck! And they all scoot around constantly. They all have an itch at the same time. Ah! And there's an amazing moment because this is where the other black character in this movie goes over and introduces herself to him. This is the woman with the crinkly hair that Keisha described at the beginning. Crun- crunchy black hair. Yeah, crunchy yeah, black yeah, hair. Was crunchy. And, and they've dressed her like Rudy from the Cosby Show. Like they've just taken <laughs> Rudy and they're like, "Here, you're a full grown adult. That's what you wear, right?" And you could tell that she was like, actually, and they were like, uh, no, you know what? This we'll, we'll go with this for now. She goes over and introduces herself to Dave. And again, the point in the movie is supposed to be he's not so sure about this, but it just looks like he's suspicious of the only other black person. <laughs> yes, in the movie. it does. Because she's like, hi, my <laughs> name's whatever. And I'm here to, yeah, have you, is this your first time? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And she's just like, oh, okay. You're unpleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then, all right, now his boss comes out, right? The long-haired guy from earlier. The boss comes out, and they just go full Satanism. No foreplay, No no lube. He just comes out eating a fetus like it was an apple. This is all the way Satan immediately. Yeah, this is cr- look, we have not seen this altar and these black robed figures in this movie yet. And yet the scene from, hey, look, a tarp and people milling around immediately goes to a black altar with candles and a guy dressed like a wizard calling everyone his children. And we're supposed <laughs> to believe that David was freaked out by the tarp. Like David was like, I yeah, don't know. Right. Tarps are why a little are, much. Why aren't there yeah, chairs? At, at, at- at three in the afternoon when, <laughs> when everybody should have plans like doing anything shouldn't david be golfing I, like, it's full daylight here i mean it's daytime satanism but uh like they they had no problem being like no no, no we're open satanists we come out during the day i felt yeah. like there should have chardonnay it was more like a brunch <laughs> of satan yeah you know? right right <laughs> In, in terms of the time, but in terms of the full Satan, it was like straight up Satanism. Oh, yeah. Satanism, I mean, voodoo. Like, I mean, and I say voodoo because that's where in the wide shot, I finally saw other black people. Yeah. <laughs> A majority black people. Yeah, the only place where they can have any inclusivity in this movie is in the Satanic congregation. Right. So he runs away. Right, because well, there's a Satan altar. Yeah, he yells, this is wrong, this is wrong. He runs off, and I'm like, yeah, you think? Because they're cacklingly, cackling evilly and, and chanting. You think maybe this is not a normal church for you? And then the music kicks in. Keisha, question. 
So my white main, thank you for your help before. I really appreciate it. My white main character is running away and I'm about to reveal that my black main character um, is actually a protagonist as well. So he's going to chase him down. I was thinking he would chase him down to very aggressive um, Christian rap music. Is that a good idea for me to have my character, my black character mm -hmm. chase? Yeah, you like mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Okay, good, uh, got it. No, no, and... Uh, <laughs> Does it does it sound like Kid Rock shat in Limp Biscuit's mouth? Uh, does it have yeah. that like little yeah, it does. like that's it. yeah uh, um um okay I'm gonna have to double down on my no mm -hmm. uh, because I also don't know why is the black man chasing him at all? We why can't no the black sense. man take care of himself and be like you know what I'm gonna leave for my safety it and trust no that this sense. white boy will be okay. So, yeah, so they have this extremely long scene where they're running through the woods. They don't do anything, right? It's just running through the woods. And throughout it, we get these random flashbacks to, I think, every single scene in the movie, at least yep. two seconds from every scene. All the while, we're getting these this horrible white man rap. Lots of long running shots. This goes on for a solid three minutes until finally uh, the the dude catches up with him. And he's like, and, and again, like he's screaming. He's like, Oh, black person, get off of me, black person. And the, and the guy's going like, No, look, I'm not a Satanist. I'm actually a private detective. I'm here to help you. He's like, but you're still black. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, he's a private investigator and he shows him his private investigator badge. And He'll later, later he's a, a police officer. Right. Later he's a cop, but they're just like, I think they think that anything in vet with the word investigator yep. in it, you just, you're part of the department. That's a yeah. type of cop. Yeah. Well, when you are the kind of person who is like authority, help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you you don't have to be specific. You just know someone else will take the wheel. Um, anyone will take the wheel. And also, okay, so so he tells him, he's like, no, I'm an undercover detective. I'm not really part of the satanic cult. I'm trying to bring him down. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, the best undercover detectives immediately break cover and tell the new guy about it after he runs off. And then I'm like, what do the Satanists think that you're doing then? Right. When you ran after him, you're not going to bring him back. Um, anyway, so and, and they have this conversation. This is some of the most strained and painful language that I've ever encountered in my life. He says, and I quote, I just had to warn. This is this is the detective talking to David. He says, I just had to warn you. I know you're not caught up in this organization, but I had to warn you before you get caught up in it. He he uses the term caught up in 856 times in this <laughs> It's insane. It, it's relatably black from white Christians <laughs> about black people. Yeah. They say, I got caught up in things a bunch. Also, his dead sister. His sister died. We heard about that twice. Uh, <laughs> oh, they hey. will so glaze over the dead sister too. Hey, he'll he'll look at a lovely photocopy of her later in the movie. They, yeah, as though to say, no, no, we remember, we remember. So yeah, so and and he tells him he's like, no, this is a satanic cult, and uh, they're into human sacrifices and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, then why is it just a private detective on this job? Then wouldn't they send police? But he is a cop. We just don't know. Anyway, yeah. So, and also, by the way, consider what a shitty detective this guy is. This guy's supposed to be a private dick who's secretly watching this thing. And his way of secretly watching is just to walk by her house in broad daylight as she's coming home and stare at her. 
Well, I this is why I prefer using the term private black dick. Black if you dick. just say everything you just said, private black dick. <laughs> yeah, he came over to her house. That private black dick. You're like, okay, now this movie's interesting. Yeah, but right. <laughs> it fulfills the promise that I want. And also, he says at one point, he's like, you know, because David is trying to, for some reason, defend this group of people who he knows obviously now are Satanists. He's like, they're not Satanists. And uh, Ren, the, the the cop character, he goes, I have proof. They all have 666 tattooed on the back of their necks. I'm like, oh, that's proof of human sacrifice right there. Very, very well done, sir. What? At this point, I just wrote, okay, Noah, I'm going to be cool about this, but I'm also going to need to see the back of your necks next time I see you. Be a team player. <laughs> Long hair, offering people jobs. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And you got more than 20 grand to start this one. So, all right. And so he, he explains that, you know, these guys are super powerful and they're all well-respected in the community and they have way crazy magic powers. That's something I've never understood about the satanic panic, right? They constantly, even the Christian resources are constantly telling you, yeah, but no, they have all kinds of superpowers, though. They can curse people and make, you know, magic shit happen all the time with that Satanism, though. Oh, what do we do? What can we do? We can yeah. handle snakes and speak in tongues. <laughs> Guess that's just as cool. Uh, I <laughs> Every every time they talk about the magical powers, I'm just like, damn, I want to be a Satanist. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I get excited because I was like, oh, that sounds like something that would help my community. I could <laughs> be a part of change where I could magically appear and disappear as I needed and use black magic for my utmost desires to achieve equ equity. Oh, oh, wait, that that's evil. What am yeah. I thinking? <laughs> right. Well, and I should point out, look, I grew up in Michigan, which was, you know, kind of the epicenter of the whole satanic panic in a lot of ways. I grew up in Michigan around this time being told by people around me, hey, be careful of those Satanists. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of great sex and magic powers, but you'll go to hell. I'm like, OK, all right. Sex and magic powers. What? Sign me up. I would. I. Of I'm course. going to Michigan right now. I don't. Uh, <laughs> they don't know course. how to sell religion. And he concludes the scene by going, "Look, man, I just don't want you to be another missing child." And we look at this balding forty-year-old, and I'm like, "Another <laughs> missing child, huh?" <laughs> Is he there a baby operating ago. that suit? <laughs> That's why nothing fits. All right. Well, I guess on that ominous warning, we're going to pause for a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Dave get Ronnie out of the cult before it's too late? Will Ronnie just settle on one fucking baseball team to support instead of wearing a different team's cap in every goddamn scene? Will I ever fully recover from fat guy in the waterbed? Find out the answers to these questions and more. We'll be returned for the somehow even less sane conclusion of The Night of Day. From the makers of The Night of Day. My candy apple had a razor in it. Comes a new film combining superstitious fear-mongering with faith-based nonsense solutions. Don't worry, I'll pray your mouth better. In a time when poverty, global warming, and regular crime aren't enough to freak out suburban housewives... Oh, no! Predators used Facebook's location settings to abduct my child! 
One movie will step in with a cure-all for the nothing you fear. Don't worry, dear. He's wearing that crucifix I got him. This summer, the night of bullshit. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Jesus, Jesus. Canceled. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he was running, screaming through the woods like an idiot. And despite the detective dude very clearly saying he had to go back to the group and act like he was cool, the detective dude then just drove him to a church instead. <laughs> and he gives him his phone number. He's like, hey, man, call me anytime. Uh, but don't tell anyone about this. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what am I calling you for? P- power bottom? I, uh, yeah. And by the way, it, that it's whole a booty call for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the idea that they had of shooting this scene beneath a bridge with active traffic, that was a great idea. That was an awesome idea. All right. So he goes into the church and he starts to pray. I swear at 51 minutes and 50 seconds, the cameraman farts and they just leave it in. And he's saying to God, he's like, God, please give me the power to battle Satan later on in this movie. Yeah, he says, bring to life my spirit night, uh, which, by the way, is what I'm going to say when I come from now on. Just, oh, bring to life my spirit night. <laughs> it's my new catchphrase. He goes, I feel so alone right now. So scared and alone. These are my present emotions. Yeah, it's so goddamn bad. <laughs> All right. So now we cut back to Dave getting back to Lindsay's place. And, you know, of course, Ronnie's on the phone because, like, all they know is he ran screaming from the woods and they haven't seen him since. So, like, they're concerned, logically. But, of course, Dave and Ronnie are on camera together, so they have to start screaming at each other about who has the right church. Right? He starts yelling, like, your church isn't true. Come to my church and learn about spirit armor and talking snakes like a sane person would. Yeah, and Ronnie responds by saying, you don't understand. They've helped me speechily. Did you guys see him say speechily? Yeah, he's supposed to be saying spiritually, but he goes, they've helped me speechily. And I was just like, oh, all right, no second takes. I get it. Brando. I mean, they only had the location forever. (laughs) Right? We don't have this living room all day. We lose the light at 9.30 p.m. (laughs) There's also a much more interesting movie told from Ronnie's point of view where Dave is just like fucking up his own ass. (laughs) And like his moral superiority has got to die. Yeah. Well, any other movie where Dave doesn't turn out to be right and this isn't a satanic cult, a.k.a. every single time people thought this was happening in the real world, (laughs) Dave is the villain, right? A bunch of people have thought other churches were satanic cults. That's what caused the satanic panic. They were wrong 100% of the time. Right, right. Generally speaking... Yeah, the guy who's inciting the pogrom is not usually the good guy. But in this one, it turns out the Jews actually were poisoning the wells. Yeah. So and also, by the way, this is the point where Ronnie says, oh, and, you know, your church is all wussy. I've seen my church make blind people see. And I'm like, "Okay, well, now that that seems like something you've got to argue pretty hard against there, bro. Because, like, seriously, like, if they're sacrificing cats and shit, but on the other end of it, they're making blind people see, that's a good sacrifice. That's a sacrifice worth making, and I'm a cat person. 
Yeah, that's a solid sac- again. That is a sig- that is a provably better church. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, again, as a black person, and maybe this is why there were so many black people in the Satanism. That that objectively sounds better for my well being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can see again. Does that mean I can get myself unshot by the police? All right, I'm gonna be a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Satanist. Apparently, if you fucking worship the vultures of horror, you can turn into a skeleton whenever you want to scare people off, too. Yeah, no, there's all kind of great shit in Satanism. Um, but but so, OK, so Dave goes to the library to look into satanic cults. We get the studying montage where in in montages, when, when people in movies go to libraries, they have to read from different chairs several times. They have to change <laughs> chairs like it's the fucking tea party in Alice in Wonderland or something. Uh, and by the way, this montage could be called Disgraced Ex-Authors, the montage. He's yes. got Bob Larson. I mean, it is serious. They very clearly have shot the covers of their favorite, like, Satan cult books. And every single book, I Googled it and it was like, he later apologized after fraudulently selling his child for sex <laughs> yes. penguins. Right. This book was retracted after he named someone by first, last name, and social security number. <laughs> um, this book turned out to be a bunch of blank pages. We just bought it because of the cover. We're real sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, they actually, at the very end of the credits, they list a bibliography, which is the second funniest thing in the movie after the fat guy flopping around in the waterbed. Um, okay, now it's time for some good old-fashioned satanic sacrifices. They're going to murder a kitten, y'all. <laughs> and yeah. I want to I point out, this cat is so pissed. Yeah, I mean, and there's so obviously a cat owner, right? Because yeah. there's that, like, you can tell when people are like, my cat doesn't like to be touched. It was like, you said yeah. we could use it for the movie. <laughs> right. You didn't tell me someone was going to touch my cat. Like, there's two kinds of cats in the world. There's the cat that's a pet, and there's the cat that's the roommate that hates you, that's covered in knives. And this is yeah. obviously, because you can see in the sacrifice scene, they don't even begin to hold it down. They're no. like, okay. You know what? After uh, James got scratched real bad, why don't we just pet the cat and then we'll show you stabbing the air? <laughs> Sounds yes. good. Love you, James. <laughs> also, I love to, every time we see the Satanists, they're chanting secular, secularum. Um, and they chant it like 37 times. I just want to point out that basically that means what they're chanting is forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's it. That's the whole yep. chant. Uh, but <laughs> also because of the conjugation, it's kind of like forever, foreverdom, forever, yeah, we'll say, yes. foreverness, <laughs> foreverosity. I, yeah, right. I I took it as somebody looked up a Latin word and was like, "This is as close to secular as we can find." Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. T- good t- enough. Good enough. They got two words that sound like secular. It's evil. All right, so now we get Brother Seamus getting home. That's a funny joke if you're a big Lebowski fan. Um, and uh, and angry looking at pictures of his sister. This scene is so goddamn fucking weird. Right? He's got a so, poster of Hannibal Lecter on the wall. Yes. <laughs> oh, did he? Yes. I missed that. Uh, but it's just the poster. It's not a, a movie poster. It's just Hannibal. Oh, really? He just yeah, because he's a detective. He's got Hannibal Lecter on his oh, wall. I see. <laughs> That's how we know. 
It's got a giant, like, 18 by 18 inch poster that does not have anything movie on it. It's just like, this guy also is hunting Anthony Hopkins, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So, he's walking around in his apartment, and then suddenly... Ghost Satanists show up to annoy him mildly. <laughs> right? This is the worst magic spell of all fucking time. So he, some people appear. He looks around. They disappear. And then he hears a creepy laugh from the closet. So he goes to open the closet like you would. Um, I have to ask, okay, what is supposed to be hanging in the closet? Is that supposed to be the dead cat? I thought it was uh, a dead cat, and because of how funky that cat was in the first scene, it was a stuffed animal. <laughs> well, yeah, like- right. <laughs> it was a teddy bear. <laughs> and then they, because they put a dead cat, they appear out of nowhere, uh, by the way, wearing sandals, very, very <laughs> clearly wearing sandals. Which is to- evil. That yes. is evil. That's the most satanic thing they do is wear sandals and socks <laughs> in this movie. They try to stab him once and he's like, no, no, thank you. And they're like, oh, okay, bye. And they, and then they yes. vanish. That's yes. These guys are the shittiest ghost assassins. <laughs> they go. And I had to watch this scene twice because of the amazingly slow stage stab that this guy does. Um, it, it is it is comically geriatric the way they do the stab and uh, the attempted stab. Um, and then uh, Ren, the, the detective, he goes to run. And the door won't open. Oh, no. And then it does open. <laughs> so what, was he turning yeah, it the I, wrong I way? Mean, I, yeah. Uh, black people can't open doors. <laughs> well, not until, yeah, not until the killer's really close anyway. Yeah. Right. It's like white women can't start cars and black people can't open doors. Everyone knows yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. There you go. It's the horror movie rules. <laughs> so, all right. So now we cut to Dave. Um, he's talking to Mary on the phone about that devil church. Mary is the girl from the first scene that we've mm-hmm. all long since forgotten about. Right. Um, and he, he's repeating myths from that if you Google turned out to be a priest who wanted to make some money and tried to half crucify himself in 1984. Yes. He's repeating an urban legend of a crazy guy who tried to con his church some more money. Yep. Anyway, so Ronnie drives off in a huff, and then we cut back to more Satanism. They're doing some good old-fashioned human sacrifice at the head Satanist's house. It's so good. This this actress does not know how often to scream, and her journey is the best. Her actor's journey is she's just like, ah, ah. All right. Well, oh, the seats still go. Ah, ah. And then, she, then you can tell she's like, okay, I'm just going to do it in rhythm. Ah, ah. ah. No, that's too often. Too often. Just random it up. Ah, all right. I'll wait a little bit. I'll let her. Ah. It, it, I could watch this actress go through the journey of I don't know when to scream for an hour and 50 minutes. Just give her some lozenges and she'll do it. That's all she worked for that day. I I figured they were paying her by the scream or something like that. Or she came in, she's like, guys, look, you get three screams. That's it. I thought this was porn. I'm weirded out by this shit. <laughs> so um, so the, the boss man is here. This character's name, by the way, is Harvey, the long-haired boss guy that turned out to be the head of the satanic cult. 
Um, and he's just about to sacrifice her, and there's a knock on the damn door. All every fucking time you're about to finish your human sacrifice, and some asshole comes knocking on the door. It's Ronnie. Right. And, and he's there to make sure that this isn't a satanic cult. And she Lindsay comes out in the black robe. He's yeah. Just like, hey, and I feel like the black robes would be a bigger tell than they seem to be. <laughs> like, hey, nice robe. No, just my friend was saying we're kind of Satan-y, and I can hear those screams and chanting from the other room. Ronnie no, is going through the satanic version of I tried to kiss you after what was obviously a friendship coffee, and now I'm texting you to see if we're cool. <laughs> It's like, are we cool? Like, I hope that's okay. Um, maybe you're just chanting for fun. I don't know. So, and he warns him at this point, too, because Harvey comes out also all sataned up. He's basically holding the bloody knife behind his ha uh, back or whatever. And uh, Ronnie says, hey, uh, Dave is going to tell the police that we're a satanic cult. And I wanted Harvey to be like, okay, cool. That's not illegal. They won't do anything. It's perfectly legal to be a goddamn satanic cult. But he's like, mm, seems like we're going to have to kill Dave now. Ronnie, it's time for you to graduate to the next level. Kill your friend. And again, I'm just saying the escalation, the induction, they need some steps. Maybe Dave, maybe Ronnie kills a cat first, you know. Yeah. Maybe he organizes one of the barbecues out in the woods. It just seems a little fast. He he could drown something first, Thank or you. like just maybe some easy bloodletting. You start, would make but, yeah. an awesome Satan inductor. If we're ever going to induct <laughs> people into our satanic cult, you're our first person I'm going to. Uh, and we are. I, I, I want to make it uh, an experience. I want to light some candles, set the mood <laughs> for Satan. So Satan oh, yeah. shows up and is happy he arrived. <laughs> And he knows that we meant it. Yeah. All right. So meanwhile, Dave's in bed whining to God some more. Now, this is a thing that like all Christian movies have to do and it weakens all Christian movies that every movie, like at some point, the hero has to be completely worthless and a whiny bitch and turn to God. Yep. Right. So that's the moment we're getting here. And then Lindsay shows up because uh, she needs to Satan him up. <laughs> she so she comes, comes in, in to tease him. Yeah. She's like, all right, let's cut the crap, David. We all know I'm a satanic witch, so uh, what gives? You you in, you want you in some for some human sacrifice or what? <laughs> you DTS down to Satan? <laughs> <laughs> and there's this amazing moment where he goes, "Look, if you believe in Satan, then you must believe in Jesus." And she's like, "Satan is way more powerful than Jesus." I wanted so badly for her to just get side tackled by Jesus. Just, you don't say that about me. Well, but what's so amazing to me about that line is that he says, this is the actual quote. I had to go back and write it down. He says, but if you believe in Satan, you must believe in the real Jesus. The real, is that like his Twitter handle? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, okay. Well, Cause everybody knows there's black Jesus and, and that's all oh, right. <laughs> As opposed to gotcha. And again, I just want to emphasize this scene devolves into a weird, my dad could beat up your dad, but with gods. That's yes. it's just like, oh yeah, well, Satan can, can, can make me in a, a, a immortal. Oh yeah, well, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And they're having this incredibly intense talk, again, as we hinted at before, with an inflatable cartoon ghost hanging <laughs> yes. just behind her head. 
I, I would say looming. It's like if they, <laughs> they tried. They were like, how can we make it more nefarious? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the ghost was awkward. I felt like the ghost was like, I should leave. I'm sorry. You guys seem <laughs> like you're going through a lot. I really just came here to hang out and lick some blankets, hang out with you guys. Seems like it's Happy Halloween. Really weird. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, the ghost, I expected him to have lines. He was such a big part of this scene. Um, so Lindsay's like, well, if you want to save Ronnie, you have to go to Harvey's house. Maybe you should wear a ball gag and some shackles. So he runs out of there like a kid that just got out of a car and needed to pee the whole time. Right? Like the awkward Gary Busey run that he does on the way out of there is amazing. I want him to run back in. Oh, and uh, by the way, stop eating my food when I write my name on it. That's not cool. If you want to buy house milk, we can buy house milk. But it's this. <laughs> All right. I'll kill you later. Bye. All right. So, so meanwhile, back at Harvey's place, they're initiating Ronnie into the satanic cult proper. And and uh, Ronnie's like, David was right about you. You are Satanist. And they're like, well, fucking duh, dude. And there's this great moment in this scene where he goes, well, but I believe in Jesus. And Harvey slaps Ronnie and Ronnie falls <laughs> down. <laughs> yes. But then Ronnie does the fat guy get up. Which is, fuck, I do this whenever I lie down. It was just like, <laughs> all right, it's easy to send it earthward. It's not so easy to get it back up again. And you watch all these actors just patiently wait for this actor yes. to struggle back up to his feet. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's 20 minutes of the guy being like, oh, oh, tried to use the desk, but then it, it felt a little wobbly. So I'm just going to tuck my legs under me. Like he, he, he might as well try to do a kip up and then like fall on his, oh, my hip. Oh, oh. So, yeah, so he finally struggles his fat cellulite mountain self to a fucking uh, stand. And just then Dave comes pulling up to save his buddy. So they, they, they rush Ronnie off. Dave walks into the house, doesn't knock or anything. So if they like shoot him now, that would be legal. And then we have, this is how stupid this goddamn movie is. Okay. So he walks into the house. He's like, Ronnie, Ronnie, where are you, Ronnie? Harvey comes in. He uses Satan magic to like make a candle light itself. And then he turns on the light. <laughs> I wanted him so badly to break character because he like the candle. And then he'd be like, I'm so sorry, Carol. Can you get that? <laughs> and then I, I want to be clear here. His evil monologue is to give Dave a performance review and let him yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's pretty hellish. Like if I walked in somewhere and someone was just like, great. So I prefer to give a compliment sandwich. I'd be like, oh, God, please. <laughs> please just rape me and slit my throat. <laughs> that seems so much nicer than management ease. <laughs> so... So Dave is like, well, you wait until Jesus gets here. He's going to be so mad. And this is when fucking Harvey pulls out his Nerf gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was such a cute gun. I mean, not that I'm a gun queen, but like it was a it was a cute gun. I think he could do some damage with that gun. He didn't, but he no, he no, but he, <laughs> he, he was a shower, not a shooter. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it was very cute. It, I mean, Harvey was doing OK. You know, he yeah. had that big boss gun money. Yeah, exactly. he, he goes. 
he goes to shoot him and it click it quote unquote clicks it doesn't click and <laughs> no, he looks it at might him as, as well a, squeak like a dog toy <laughs> he looks at his he looks at the gun as if to say damn it this gun is an obvious toy <laughs> <laughs> Right, but he goes like, uh, so so then fucking Dave ninjas his way out of the hold these other two guys have on him. This amazing ninja moment that he has. Oh God, it's amazing. His <laughs> he one guy falls down just because Dave does like an arm swivel. He needs yes. the other one, but one of them he literally just like moves his arm in a circle, and the guy's like, and I'm down. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah uh, Satanists don't know how to fight. Uh, <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, so, okay, so so he runs off, he ninjas his way out, he runs off, and Harvey's like, don't worry about him, I'll just call somebody with my enormous 1990s phone to make sure they know he's coming. I wanted so badly for him to be like, hey, Satan, yeah, we lost another one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just as upset as you are. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm with people right now, so we'll talk about this later. Okay, I love right. you, bye-bye. <laughs> So now, all right, now he goes home to write this letter that's like, right, the whole movie so far has been the narration of the letter, so they have to go full circle. But if you think about it, the idea that he would go home at this point and write, write a letter is the most insanely stupid thing he could possibly, this is the worst time in the movie to have him write a fucking letter. His friend is about to be sacrificed and he goes home, writes a letter to no one, calls the cop. To give him the letter. You know how you can but, hand people letters or mail them letters. But, but that's them what letters. that's what we think he's going to give the cop. But when the cop gets there, he gives him a Bible with some highlighted passages in it. <laughs> I mean, of course, uh, black people are postal workers. And he <laughs> thought, I, I just got it. This guy, black guy will deliver any message I have to authorities. He's black. Go do it, black <laughs> yeah. guy. Right, right. No, I'll give them a tip. They like it when you tip them. So, yeah, and, and this is where we learn, by the way, that they think private detective is a type of police officer because he's very clearly in a police station looking at Xerox copies of his dead sister. <laughs> Xeroxes of his dead sister. What is uh, it? Wages aren't high there. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> it is economically depressed. It feels like a Trump county. Uh, yeah, economic no, no. anxiety is high. You can ex you can see why he was so excited about that twenty grand a year earlier. Yeah, so Dave calls him, calls the detective, and he goes, um, "You know, hey, you got to come and get this from me." He's like, "What is it?" He's like, "I don't have time to talk on the phone." He's like, "Then why did you call me on the fucking phone then?" <laughs> Jesus, he's like, "Come in the next fifteen minutes and come to the back door." He's like, "You don't know where I am. Like, what are the odds that I'd be fifteen minutes away from you? I feel like they're low. Yeah, I don't know where you are. Yeah, well, anyway, so." Meanwhile, as he's setting this up with the detective, Harvey is torturing Ronnie into not loving Jesus anymore. And he's torturing him by going, who is the master? And I'm not the only one who shouted show enough, right? Please tell me I'm not the only one who screamed show enough. Just me? I, I, I'm too respectable. I thought it, but I didn't shout. Okay. Well, I shouted it because I commit. I commit to show enough being the master. So, all right. So Dave is waiting for the cop to show up, but he's bad at it. So he goes outside in search of a nondescript noise. He thinks he heard. He walks around the back porch for like, he says eight times. He's like, 
hey, Ren, is that you? Is that you? And it was. It's like, why didn't you answer the first seven times he asked, you asshole? Anyway, so he's like, uh, you said you had some information for me. He's like, here you go. And he's like, this is a Bible. And he's like, yeah, read Ecclesiastes 9 and 13 and then read Revelation. And he's like, oh, man, are you fucking I had a Bible. You could have just told me these numbers. I could have just gone to a fucking hotel. And that anyway. will not affect any other part of the no. movie, by the way. It's not like he's going to, like, throw the Bible at someone's neck at the last minute. No, yeah, this this will never serve a purpose. And he says, what is this all about? And he says, you said no questions asked. I'm like, no, he didn't. I've been watching the movie. That that never, no one ever said that. Anyway, so n- now we see, we have to watch the, the night, right, from before, walking down the road all, um, they were going for badass, I guess. Yeah, but the but the result is actually armor looks hard to walk in. <laughs> I, this is the one time I wanted to hear the camera audio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just scraping along those concrete streets. And just then the Satanists show up to kidnap Dave. All right. So Dave wakes up and he's gagged, but not in a way that would like dissuade you from <laughs> talking. He's not gagged. They tied a scarf around his mouth. Not yes. in his mouth as no. a gag. They just like, j- like a blindfold. You know you would put a blindfold <laughs> yes. on a child to play pin the tail on the donkey? They've done that with his with mouth. his mouth, yes. <laughs> they, they basically upgraded his wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, they basically moved his bandana down to his mouth. Yeah, That's what it right. looks like. <laughs> right. All right, so he wakes up in an office. He starts shaking, trying to shake his uh, his gag off, which again he just could have also just talked with it on. Um, but there's a there's a dude outside, an Asian guy who is apparently very excited about torturing him. But because these guys don't know how torture worked, all they could think of was that the guy takes off his belt and comes into like spank Dave. <laughs> like, was that what we were gonna see here? Yeah, I might be giving too much away, but when he put the belt around his hand, I was just like, oh, so this is his special friend? I don't know what they're going for here. It was the first time I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, They got got belts. We're getting some Fifty Shades of Grey, Cure in the Blind. The Satanists have a great ad in this movie. (laughs) So, yeah, but but, so the guy comes in to spank him and... (laughs) Has a heart attack midway through? Yep. That's what this movie could think of. He has a heart attack. The knight appears, says, <laughs> I'm a guardian angel. Oh and God. that is it. And See, that's the moment <laughs> I, I gave up on white uh, Jesus, white God. Uh, wait, I never believed any of those existed. But that's the moment that I was like, okay, so white people get angels when they're in trouble? I see you. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't couldn't spare one for Freddie Gray, but we've got one here to to stop this guy from getting spanked by a belt. And and also also like up until now, we just assumed that the fucking suit of armor dude was a metaphor. He just walked into the movie. I expected Dave to turn around and go like, I thought you were just a metaphor. And for him to say, yeah, me too. I really didn't expect that I would yeah. show up and um weird off putting, right? <laughs> okay. I'm literally gone from the movie now. Right. No, I won't come back later. No, I'm done. All right. So he gets out of his ropes now. 
the guys are the bad guys are going to sacrifice Ronnie. So he's got to like drive really close or whatever. Um, but first we have to get the satanic ritual starting, right? It's like, you know, Harvey's going around going, all right, guys, human sacrifice time. Get excited. Get excited. I thought he was going to read minutes from the last meeting. Just like, okay, everyone, <laughs> we're going to sacrifice the mortal to Satan. But first, quick reminder, our mixer is on Friday. It's singles only. <laughs> so bring a friend. We definitely need ladies. So, you know, you know any cute ladies. Uh, and then we're going to sacrifice a mortal just for clarity. Okay, a little bit more old news, though. Yeah, right. Because they're, they're trying to make it suspenseful here, right? Because they have to give uh, Dave time to drive up so that they're going like, all right, step three, fold the egg. What? <laughs> what? I don't get it. Yeah, so, all right. So, like, fucking Harvey's standing there like, Satan will win the universe as soon as I kill Ronnie in the next scene. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, I'm not supposed to say the dots there. Okay. All right. This is also, by the way, when we learned that it's devil night. So, hey, there was a reason this was in Michigan, huh? And, we go. and no one's in costume. No one you <laughs> run into on the street is celebrating Halloween. There's no, no. candy. I found no. it disheartening. Yeah, no, there's no burning buildings in the background or anything. They're doing they're doing Devil's Night terribly. Okay, so Dave is driving to help Ronnie. We actually have to stop. We have to watch Dave stop and check his map. Oh, this is insane. The the amount of I, delay that happens before he makes it to the Satan thing. He might as well stop at a like cute little diner and get a burger I, and like <laughs> have a chat with the waitress. This could not be more dragged out or boring. I, I they, they stop and check the map. Yeah. All right. So the this so he's driving along. The Satanists are doing Satan drugs with their Satan needles. Uh detective dude, by the way, the cop dude is there with the Satanists. Right? So unless he plans on just watching them murder Ronnie, Ronnie's fine. He does, spoiler alert, plan on just watching them murder Ronnie, though. <laughs> They do. I mean, if you, I, I get it. He, he's just, he's, <laughs> he was like, ah, let them kill themselves. Am I right? <laughs> like, he just had to like see what would happen. I, yeah. I get it. He's working from the inside. <laughs> it's not his problem. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. He, he gives the, Harvey gives the knife to Lindsay and he's like, Lindsay, it's your big day. You're going to be the one to do the stabbing. And then she, Again, while Dave is creeping up infinitely slowly, we are going so much more fast than this movie does. As he's creeping up, she stabs him, right? Doesn't yeah. she stab him? Yes. Yes. Why she is he stabs not him dead? Well, right. And and why does the cop not do anything about it when she starts inserting a knife into a human? Yeah. I mean, it's like the cops never do anything about white on white violence. Well, right? <laughs> I'm just saying if you could organize your communities around this. They don't have any where are the fathers? And, where are the yeah, fathers where, of these white where, Satanists? Where are the mothers? All I see are sisters of sisters of girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> where are the holy fathers? All right, so yeah, so Dave, by the way, is sneaking up. Ronnie is already stabbed, so if they had any intention of killing him, he'd be done. Dave is, meanwhile, sneaking up like a Marine going underneath the barbed wire or something, dragging himself along on the elbows. And uh, like, and, and this is clearly unnecessary, 
Right? Like the director's going, dude, you can just kind of walk, you know? He he might as well do somersaults, just like somersault yeah. all the way over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or do backflips like in the fucking Power Rangers or back springs all the way in. Um, yeah. So Harvey, so, so uh, Dave sneaks up. He grabs Ronnie, who is already stabbed, and he goes to leave. But they're like, hey, man, he's stealing our human sacrifice. Get him. So they get him. And that's when the cops like, fuck, I should do something now, huh? Right. He pulls his <laughs> gun out on 450 people. He's just like, all right, me versus all of you. <laughs> this is gone. Now that there's two white people that are going to die, this has gone far enough. <laughs> yeah, right. And okay, so so Harvey turns to him and he says, he's like, you know, back up, Kappa. You're not dealing with the human world. You're dealing with the spirit world. There's nowhere you can hide from us. To which Dave yells, except in Jesus. Fucking pedant. <laughs> it's the best. It's such a weird <laughs> off topic interruption. He's like, you cannot stop us, but Jesus can. All right. You know what, man? I said, <laughs> just saying. Jesus. So so then the movie almost becomes my favorite film in the entire history of the world right here. Because Harvey yells, he's like, Satan, send forth the warrior. And a demon begins to rise from below their tarp. Now, I'm expecting at this moment, oh my God, we're going to see the knight fight a demon. And it's going to be a crappy rubber demon costume. And that's going to be amazing. But they couldn't afford the crappy rubber demon costume. So instead, Dave just grabs the knife and stabs Harvey before the demon can get out from under the tarp. And, and that's it. That's, that's it. the end of the that's movie. That's the movie. Yes. That's literally the end of the movie is one of the characters just goes, but there you go. You're dead now, villain. And the movie ends. Yes. No police intervention, even though... A private detective or a detective is on scene, and we assume a police officer. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, and and then all the other Satanists scramble. By the way, all of the accessories to these various murders just run off. The cop doesn't bother to uh, to go after them. He just stands there over top of the dying guy and 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 has a quick dialogue with him. Uh, and of course, right before he dies, Harvey's like, "I may be dead." But satanic cults are really a thing that rational people should worry about e anyway. And then he, he dies. Might, he might as well go buy my book. <laughs> and and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, right. Everybody from the movie tells us we need to put on our armor of God and fight against the Satanist. Um, and then we get a quote, right? This is from David Evans. This is the director of the film. By the way, the guy who plays the detective, right? So the, despite all of the latent racism in this movie, like he was the guy who wrote, produced, and directed this, the, the, the oh, scary black uh, guy. I didn't, I didn't say black people couldn't be in racist against Oh, yeah, no, people. no, no, absolutely. <laughs> David not, M. Evans uh, proves that, yeah, it's, if you need it any was proof. Internalized, it was internalized racism all along. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, take off yeah. the mask. Oh, yeah, there it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That was the twist ending of this movie. But <laughs> the self hatred is coming from inside the house. <laughs> I mean, and if you think about it, all those uh, 
black people in the Satan cult make sense. Those were his cousins <laughs> who he was like, listen, man, I got pizza in the world. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, all right. So and then, of course, the, the, the quote from him here is like, oh, sure couldn't have made this movie without God's help. I'm like, I'm sure God is fine without the co-author credit on this one. And then we reach like, like I said, probably the funniest moment in the book or in the entire movie, which is the literary references in the credits, which is the Bible and a bunch of ridiculous satanic panic books from 1985 to 1992. And again, I googled amazing. all of them. All of them have some form of this person was a criminal or this book had to be retracted for lying. Yeah, right. All of them. Right. Yeah. All right. So one thing I think we can all agree with as we're closing this up is that the whole point of this movie was Mike got himself a super sweet night costume. This movie was amazing. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to inspire a follow up. So my question for you guys to close things off, I want to get the most for my money. So to get the best possible second film from these guys, what outfit should I buy for Mike? Assless chaps. <laughs> all, all chaps are assless. It's, it's inherent in, in chaps. All the chaps I own are assless. <laughs> I mean, I, I would prefer chaps that have an ass that you cut out so uh, someone felt like they could do a good day's work. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love uh, to see them... Uh, dressed up as that giant uh, teddy bear or the teddy bear <laughs> that was in the closet. Um, there you and go. Just do uh, some really intense uh, furry play. Oh, uh, yeah. Like whole movie furry play. Then they could brag about different things. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. No, the animal sacrifices would be all kinds of different. They'd be stabbing them in all kinds of different ways. See, I was thinking of like maybe getting them Kung Fu outfits because they were so racially sensitive um, that I, I figured they would do a great job uh, with, with Asian culture as well. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our review of the night of day. I still before we close off, I have to thank Keisha once more for hanging out with us. Keisha, it's been a blast. Really love having you hang out. Uh, and I apologize that every time. Uh, that we do hang out, it's because you had to watch a shitty movie like this. Uh, your apology is accepted. <laughs> awesome. This and time. if uh, if our listeners want to hear some more from you, see a little more of you, where should they go? Uh, you can go to my podcast, AILpodcast.com, uh, applying it liberally. Uh, we are on iTunes. You can also check out uh, my writing skills on uh, 1130 at Comedy Central, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. And you can go to KeishaZoller.com and just like learn about me. Oh, yeah. Keisha, K-E-I-S-H-A-Z. Uh, that's on Twitter, Insta uh, and everything else, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. And of course, we'll have the uh, podcast as well as your website linked on the show notes for the episode. Thank you once again, Keisha. Thank you. And of course, that's all we've got for this week, but we still have to renew our weekly contract. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. Samson. Oh, a field trip, huh? In yeah, the going theaters. to the theaters to watch some gay porn. 
Yeah. <laughs> it looks right. like gay porn. I don't know if it's it gay does. porn. It looks like gay it porn. It does. Yeah. Uh-huh. So with gay porn to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 130 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Keisha for hanging out with us today. And a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard and earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. David was bald as fuck within a year of this filming. Satan waited all day under that trampoline for nothing. For nothing. The detective was shot by the police, but was let into white heaven anyway. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.